to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and discuss a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has just watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns. Over there is Keen Porkchop Daniel. Hi, I'm Don Johnson Corleone. And Seb... Seb Ascoffrey. Hello. And welcoming back to the recording studio, it's our pal, Brody Lancaster. And we were actually just discussing before the recording, uh, so we are doing The Godfather Part 2, and I think it was episode 4... Uh, that uh, Brody was uh, was here. Um, we were just we 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 bands back then in well, 2017. So I think Bob, Bob Hawke was still PM. <laughs> oh, those were the days. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, so we thought we would uh, uh, we did discuss Godfather Part Two in that episode, um, and uh, and we are back. So. Brady, you you know, um, you, we watched the first one. What did you did you know anything about the sequel at all? Well, in keeping with the last time I was here on the podcast when we talked about the Scream trilogy, mm. I knew from the discussion in Scream Two, those meta film school kids that uh, yeah. apparently Godfather Part Two they were having yeah. their like sequels pre better than the original. Timothy Oliphant. Timothy uh, Oliphant. Yeah. Spoiler alert: the killer. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about how, like, uh, you know, sequels that surpassed the original. And they made mention of Godfather Part Two um, on Gilmore Girls. They talked about watch. I think I talked about Gilmore Girls a lot on the yeah. first time yeah. I was here. Um, I just heard that it was like the one. You know, mm-hmm. everyone loves Part no, Two. No, no, it was the two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it the best sequel? Do you think it's the best sequel of all time? I don't know. Tough for debate. What do you What do you guys think? I think it's ridiculous to. Rank things. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I'm out. <laughs> All right, Pog Jump. You've immediately gone to the bottom of my list. Well, I mean, granted, I only watched it literally this morning, mm-hmm. um, so it hasn't sat with me for too long. But I know it's like critically beloved. But I kind of, I think I preferred the first one. Okay. Why did what What was it about the first one that? I mean, we'll get into it. There are things I loved about this one, but mm. I think I just I liked the I. I don't know. I found it tricky to follow the story. Yeah, I mean, it's um, number two. For yeah. number two. There's yeah. a lot of but names. There's a lot of names, but it's also just, it's the present day, the Michael stuff that I find the trickiest and all his, like, I also have just watched a lot of Real Housewives of New York mm. and I feel like The Godfather is like the boys version of a Real Housewife <laughs> because <laughs> it's like things that men enjoy which are just like conniving and backstabbing and like you never know what someone's whoa, alliances whoa, 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 whoa. are. <laughs> and things that men enjoy? That's what I get from watching Bethany Frankel on Real Housewives of New York. Beer, tits, <laughs> motorcycles, conniving and backstabbing. Yeah. <laughs> Babies. You know, it's that thing where someone has a conversation with one person and is like, this is what I'm going to do for you. We're friends now. And then they turn around and they're like, let's kill that guy. And that's essentially a Real Housewives. Yeah. I mean, I've seen this movie uh, and it's um, much like the first one where if you've seen it a number of times, it's just far easier to follow the the machinations of what's going yeah. on. Still and not super easy. Not like, super I, easy. I would have seen it. Mm, this would have been maybe the fourth, fifth, t- sixth time I've seen it. I thought you watched mm. this all the time when you were a kid. Uh, uh, or the, God- the original Godfather. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. four, four, five, five six, six times for a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, is, you know. Four, yeah. five, a double, six. Double two is the And, and um, I, I, uh, I had the, the DVD box set and this Me one um, has a... The Godfather 2 is over two DVDs. Mm. Um, because That's like how the Titanic VHS was split yeah. over two when that came <laughs> out. Um, because you couldn't, yeah, and, and but but this film had the natural intermission. Um, oh, my at, God. When the intermission came up, I was like, imagine sitting down to see this in the cinema and not knowing how long it went for and mm. sitting through two hours yep. and then the intermission yeah. comes I did, up. I did have a quick look at the, the timeline then. I'm like, oh, it's over halfway. It's like yeah. the... It's like the. It's about two hours fifths. in, yeah. 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 I forgot that there was an intermission and I took like a little Twitter break, maybe five minutes before the actual intermission. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I fucked it. 
Yeah. <laughs> the last time there was an intermission in something, it was when I went to see a Dolly Parton concert. And because she's old and a lot of her audience also is, yeah. Yeah. she performs for maybe like 40 minutes and then goes off stage and the lights come up and everyone has a sit. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then she comes back out. Yeah. yeah. Changes over do the, they, the they, is there, Yeah, I was about to say, is there like everyone, is there like a tea trolley that comes it's out? It's literally and, yeah. a rest break at Rod Laver Arena. Anyway, I loved it. <laughs> they bring the lights up. Um, From so, memory, yeah. so Brody, do you think? So, do you think this is a, a, a well, maybe like blokey is not the term, but a man movie? I mean, the only female character of importance has a big screaming fight about how abortion's murder. Mm. Um, so, there's not a whole lot to relate to if you're a woman. But also, like, I mean, it's an interesting story, yeah. no matter who you are. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it as I think my report from watching the first one, if I'm remembering that podcast right, was that I was like, I love Michael Corleone. Yeah. Mm. This yeah. time less so. Yeah. Um, but Massively. love Vito a oh, whole yeah. lot more. Oh boy. <laughs> Good, <is laughs> Bobby he? De Niro, so yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw your tweet. Fuck, yeah. he's really hot. Um, I I would have liked that to be a feature film. He's smooth, so gaunt though. Yeah. But, but it, I've never it, seen it him look sense. like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was actually, because I was following along on Wikipedia as I was watching to make sure I was following the plot, which was still hard. Um, and when they kept mentioning Robert De Niro and like looking at IMDb and stuff, I was like, whoever, whoever is writing this plot summary is borderline like, because he hadn't appeared on screen yet. And I was like, they're just confusing Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. That's something <laughs> I'd do. And then he came on screen and I was like, here we go. Yeah. yeah. And how did you find the... Um uh, well, I, this is a sort of a question for the whole group. How did you find? The, how do you feel like the the plot out split between the two? Yeah, places? do you think it does it I well? It does it really well, and it was obviously a complete. It was would have been tough to edit. They were editing right up to the eleventh hour, but yeah. just you needed that other story in there for those moments of relief. Because I don't know, um, Michael's just such a horrible character in this. It's kind you know, of like, like... You need a little bit of relief. You need to go back to the ye olde days to... When, like, being a, being a mobster was, like, being kind of like a Pied Piper of, like, mm. helping out the community. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's a nice adorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I liked the split. It was almost like, you know... To, not to date this podcast to the week we're watching it, but it's like, you know, an episode of Game of Thrones when it's like battle, 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 and then you have the moment of like people sitting around yeah. like having a conversation mm. or something. Yeah. I think, yeah, uh, one note that I took down was uh, it it plays out like a Bond film with all its big set pieces in various beautiful locations, but you just subtract the the action and throw dialogue scenes in, in mm. these beautiful locations. And that was really interesting, like the way – the way it jumped around, whereas the last uh, film was very much about, you know, you had your Sicilian stuff and you had um, the New York stuff, and it was kind of they were the two the two worlds. Mm. Yeah, um, and it sort of uh, I think the that early stuff it it almost um, reflects how much more complicated the everything is, you know, 50 years later, mm. where, um, uh, whereas it was just much simpler um, sort of uh, style of, uh, <laughs> you know, like, hide the guns. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God, I love that and... bag of guns just being thrown yeah. through a window. Yeah. <laughs> so good. You speak Italian? Yeah. What's the name of the guy that Lee Strasberg plays? Hyman Roth. Hyman Roth. Oh, that the name, the name that doesn't get tossed around too often these days. No, Hyman. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> You know any Hymans? Sorry? Know any Hymans? Uh, I've met a bunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want you to have to say it. Um, he was he was great, but also that was like one of the most confusing parts of it for me. But also as it got going, I was like, dang, this is backstabby. And yeah. the machinations of it were yeah. a bit confusing, but also... You know, mob stuff. <laughs> when I was a kid, I'd, I had I just had no idea what was going on with the Hyman Roth stuff. Is and it like when you'd watch the Star Wars prequels and it's just about like trade? <laughs> trade negotiations. <laughs> no, I, I, that's my favorite thing about the Phantom Menace is, is like George Lucas is like, all right, I'm coming back to this, and this is all about the kids. 
And there's nothing that kids like more than a two and a half hour movie about trade negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the most menacing thing about it, to be honest. To be honest. <laughs> Tariffs. Um, <laughs> purist. The Phantom uh, Tariff. Yeah. I'm just going to tick off one of my notes uh, we've already discussed, which is bag o' guns. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I obviously... the. It, the backdrop of the Cuban Revolution was adding nothing to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, I just, I just don't know that history, so it's. It was almost um, just like a just reminding you what era this is. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, it was it was mirroring that the nature of the world and the his business was changing. Like, mm. so it's it's happening to him individually, but it's also happening kind of in a on a you know, larger macro kind of scales. So yeah. It's kind of a um, mirror to his own situation. I thought the, uh, just sort of going back to the the, the, the very start, um, the little kid who uh, plays like Baby Vito mm. looks so much like Robert De Niro. Like I just thought he was actually like really well cast. Like <laughs> I was just like, yeah. oh. Like, I'll have to go back and I watch know, it. Now that I know yeah. that he turns into Robert De Niro, mm. you know. Yeah, um, as I'm I like, was watching, I didn't oh. know that. He looks, yeah. All that, like, arriving at Ellis Island stuff was really beautifully shot. That it was great. really made you feel like you were at yeah. Ellis. Yeah. It just, it, I mean, obviously we have no idea of knowing the extent that it's verisimilitudinous, but it, like, it had such a sense of presence that you were actually there. Mm. Same, yeah. same thing with the street um, in New York. I, I yeah. just think this, this movie is... Uh, I mean, it's, you know, not saying anything particularly original, so beautifully shot, but so subtly shot. Like there's nothing fancy about, um, there's no, like there's nothing fancy about the camera movements or anything like that. But every, know, like a lot of those dolly shots. Well, the dolly, the well, that's, but I, that's what, that's one of my notes. Like the only sort of fancy shot is when um, De Niro is hunting um, Don oh, Fanucci across the, yeah. you know. Oh, my God, Fanucci. Uh, um, Don <laughs> Fanucci. Uh, <laughs> is that him when he appears in his truck yeah. and just pops up? <laughs> <laughs> How do you not um, notice a man that enormous yeah. in a tiny little cart? Um, but that's the only sort of, um, but everything else is just these static shots, but everything is just so beautifully lit and mm. perfectly lit. Um, like even when he's that shot when um, De Niro is uh, has his hand wrapped in the gun, uh, you know the the towel yeah, yeah. wrapped in the gun, and mm. um, and the he's um, fixing up the light globe, and that just that sort of that the light is flashing. It's like oh my yeah, god, what's the, what's the so making of as well? And the, uh, um, uh, call him Scorsese. What's his name? Bloody other one, Francis Ford Coppola. Francis oh. Ford Coppola. That's the one. I know films. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, this is a Michael Bay film, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Coppola tried to uh, frame every murder with uh, some kind of iconic uh, something to to help you. I mean, it, um, something to help you memorize each murder. Yeah. So whether it's the you think right. of that one as being the one with the flickering light and the towel around the gun. Yep. So on and so it's forth. It's much more kind beautiful of, than you'd see in like kind of a contemporary film that's just like bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And then at the end, some people are dead and some people aren't. You yeah. don't really, you can't really follow. The tension, the slow, the slow build up to him actually taking down. That was Fanucci sick. Was, yeah. And, the, was really yeah. Good. and because there's sort of two people coming to a point, you know, mm. because he's coming up the stairs and he's just waiting mm. for him. And, yeah. and, and I love the, I also love the, um, you know, when he finishes, he breaks the gun and drops everything yeah. in down yeah, different yeah. Um, uh, chimneys. And it's that thing of, and, and I always think about this as like, God, if I wanted to murder someone, would have done it in the early 1900s. Because yeah. you, if, if you have a, like, a, a, you know, a little bit of wherewithal about you. You could have you could have gotten away with it so easily. Also, like, just the beauty of like the, no DNA. the muffled shot as the fireworks are going off yeah. down in the like, festival in yeah. Little Italy yeah. it was really yeah. beautiful as well. Um, yeah. And I love it. He's just like, you guys give me fifty bucks each, and yeah. I'll take care of this. That was cool yeah. seeing that, how that played out. Yeah, I mean, I mean 50, when, be, when, fifty bucks each, and then you owe me one. Yeah, and then you. That was like, all right. I mean, um, when rent in Little Italy's less than ten dollars a month. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> big money. Fifty bucks is huge. And and there's this. Um, uh, if we're sort of sticking on the that 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 sort of the veto tract is the um, the wonderful scene of the real estate agent having realised 
who he was oh, mouthing yeah. off yeah. to and fumbles into the shop and it's that classic De Niro and he still does it. Like it's that classic De Niro of like holding back the smile of just like, mm, yeah, mm, you know. Yeah, I've got and one then, idea. Yeah, and then, um, and, and I love it. He's like, and I'm going to reduce it by five dollars. <laughs> and he's like, hmm. And it's just, it's all face. That, that and he scene. just looks, and he just looks at him as like, $10, $10. Yeah. It's and it's like, like a, good, good, like good, a famous, good. Um, and the dog a, will stay. Yeah. yeah. He's like a famous Italian comedian, that dude. Ooh. And um, he, they didn't tell him that the door, to open that door, there was a little nail in oh, the lock. No. And he's just fumbling around doing his kind of Kramer-esque shtick. Shtick. Yeah. Um, physical stuff. And, and then that's why when he came over and just like pulls the nail out, opens the door for him. It worked, it worked really well. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And De Niro just looked really hot sitting at that desk. <laughs> that slick back hair. Yeah. He was great. I He's wanna, amazing. I want a cut of this movie that's just him. Well, there's the, so, yeah. what, uh, what's it called? The uh, It's um, like there's some like ultimate edition thing that runs in Essentially. So it's a chronological oh. cut of the, the film. And there's an extra, um, extra 70 minutes that they took out of this, which they've put back into that extra long. Of De Niro? It's like a TV TV multi series. They turned it into a mini I don't want series. seventy more minutes of Michael. <laughs> just to make that clear. Yeah. I just the 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 shot of him looking at baby Sonny is Oh just, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I guess it's kind and of And baby an Fredo. When yeah. he's got pneumonia. Yes, yes. And and they're uh, doing man. the cupping and as well. Yeah. yeah that and was cool. that is that just after the Fredo scene with the confetti in Cuba and the kiss and <sighs> I think that, that I think that of... happens, and then it goes back to sick just, baby Fredo. Yeah. Well, while we're we just go. while we're just All on right. on babies here, I've got a, a little three year old called Cleo, <gasps> and I, I I'm gonna ask her. I'm gonna tell her the name of the film and just ask her what she thinks it's about. Okay. And yeah, so here oh we my go. god, oh my god, I'm so excited. I have to watch this movie tonight called um, The Godfather, but I don't know what it's about. Do you know? Do you have any idea? No. Um, I think it's about a cranky old man who just bosses people around and he's Italian. What else? What else do you think is going to happen in this film? No. Oh, can be rabbits in it. They can be rabbits? Are there? I didn't know there were rabbits in the film. What do the rabbits do in the film? Well, they go home. They go home. And then the spider went on the peoples. There's spiders on the people. That sounds like something the Godfather would do, actually, put spiders on people. Because the Godfather's a bit of a naughty man. What else do you think he does? Well, he put rabbits on spiders' heads. He put rabbits on spiders' heads? Whoa. I don't even know how that's possible, but what else does he do that's really naughty? Well, he does for cameras. He throws cameras at people. Yeah. That might actually be in the film. I'm not sure, but do you think it's going to be a good film? Yeah. <laughs> What's it called again? Godfather. Good memory on. Oh, oh. amazing yeah. memory. I didn't realize she'd seen it. Yeah. <laughs> How familiar would she be with the idea of a Godfather? Uh, uh about as familiar as I am with the recipe for biscotti, which is not at all. Right. <laughs> I've got no idea how to but make it. You don't have, she doesn't have a godfather or a godmother? She does have a godfather, actually. I don't think she knows that he's a, yeah, Rob uh, is her, hey, shout out to oh, Rob. Rob, Rob Cordner. Shout out Rob, you're a bad yeah. guy. But yeah. Yeah. Amazon boy. spiders, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking. If you, ever, if you ever fucking throw a camera at my little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Remiss in his godfather duties if she doesn't even know what's up. Yeah, actually, you know what? It's Rob's birthday today. Shout out to Rob. Happy yeah. birthday. Happy birthday, Rob. Happy birthday to the Godfather. Um, all right. Uh, Don Cordner. Don, Don Cordner. Cordner. <laughs> um, what did, uh, one thing that really stuck out to me in this film is even though Michael is um, just menacing and horrible, God, he looks bloody good in this movie. He's like the fashion that he is mm. spinning, that little, uh, like, I want to wear. And we, I mean, we talk about, Funnily enough, a lot about neckerchiefs in this podcast, <laughs> and um, and that little neckerchief that he wears, and yeah. he he just looks absolutely fabulous. His hair in this film, flawless. Yeah, all the way I, um, through. One of my notes no, from really, early on. I think so. No, you didn't like. Ah, oh. no. In the beginning, his hair looks shitty. His hair looks good. <laughs> 
his hair in the beginning. His hair looked shitty. Yeah, his hair looks good when it's slicked back, but uh, in 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 the his uh, son's first communion mm. party celebration looks looks a little fluffy. Disagree. Okay. Yeah. Okay, um, but he was wearing great grey suede loafers. That, that yeah, really and his and his silk suit, which oh, I uh, didn't like the silk suit. Which, uh, which um, Pat Geary does not like. He doesn't like. Uh, yeah. I feel I feel like there'd be someone making these suits, right? They they would have gone to a tailor, and there'd be someone still making Godfather suits. I assume so. Who knows? Like no? today? Knows? It's like that, Kane. You told me ages ago that you can buy a Pope socks. Oh, online. the Pope socks! I, I still haven't bought. Oh, I want to get yeah, those too. really high Pope it's, socks. Well, you tell yeah. me, tell me about them. I want to. I want a pair. Well, there's yeah, there's the the ecumenical tailor to the Pope, uh, like sells the socks that he makes for the Pope. They're like what what bright what, what, what red socks. I just ones. I just want just a high quality sock. I just like to say on the I record that Porkchop and I stopped working in the same office over a year ago, and I heard about Pope oh, yeah. socks. So I this has been a long. I haven't pulled the trigger on. Yeah, Pope I think you've thought about it enough. You've got to get some. They're like twenty five bucks. Like a sock. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an expensive sock, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, how like, committed are you? I guess all the way up to your about, I guess about as committed as I am to my Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while you guys were taking notice of things I didn't notice about suits, I made a note from the first communion that was just, "I want Kate to dress hotter." Purple yeah. dress is blah. Yeah. And yeah. but then that was my last note on her fashions because as the movie went on, she did in fact dress hotter. So mm. I got my wish. Well. That whole opening sequence as well is, um, I feel like this this film is held in such high regard as one of the great sequels and all that sort of stuff, but then um, it also does the sequel thing of uh, repeating um, sort of similar, like so, you know, it opened with the wedding, it opened with the, the communion, um, you have the callbacks to some of the, um, you know, the the uh, so, so, so the classic lines of, um, you know, keep your enemies, um, you know, uh, your friends close and your enemies closer. Is that, do they, that, that whole saying is derived from this film? No, so, no, it's no. from the first one. So, yeah, but that, so, the saying is from The Godfather. That's I believe so. Yeah. Originated. yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, and then, uh, and then, and the same thing of, um, uh, you know, you, you cannot refuse, you know, um, Make it spaghetti. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some dingamagoo. Um and then and and again, um the the closing of the door in Kay's face. Mm. Um uh, yeah, you know slow in close. a very different in Can a very I different ask, context. But also the, the the fight. So this the um when in the first one when Michael's sister is the smashing plates and there's shit yeah. going everywhere and the husband's the most horrible person in the world. Yeah. Sonny's on his way, which the whole yep. thing sets Sonny up. Um that yeah, obviously mirrors the whole um, Michael K fight. The big he and actually really hit her there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he that really sequence is and and like properly and and I think it's another thing of this movie. Isn't is, Pacino yeah. hit Diane Keaton? Yeah. Fuck, it looked um, I, it well. I don't know how a, she'd do it. There were no. It looked really real. She's yeah. a great actor, Seb. She is. Um, I have that, two questions. One: Why are they living in Lake Tahoe? Was that something to hiding? I thought they were okay. kind of hiding from that. I thought that might be also the also close to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Vegas stuff was so boring. Um, what was my second question? Oh, you know, at the end, how it's kind of brings you back to just before the first one started, mm-hmm. and that, like yeah, Brando's the, off screen, mm-hmm. and the Sonny's come in and he's introduced his friend to his mm. sister. Is that the guy she That's marries? The guy. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Sonny is actually introducing this piece of shit to and, and yeah. encouraging that. Yeah, yeah. Um and also it um that that shot reminded me, um or, or, or just a question for the for the crowd. Um because obviously Michael orders the hit on his brother. Do you think if Sonny survived, would he have um, like if Fredo had betrayed them, would he have been? Would he have killed um, Fredo? Do you think Sonny would have killed Fredo? I oh, know, no. Sonny had too much love for the family. Yeah. Like Michael's, Michael's a cold-hearted. Like Sonny would always forgive him. Yeah. He'd probably exile him. Yeah, but he wouldn't kill him. Yeah, yeah whereas he, Michael's he, just he, like he, a, he wouldn't have the guts. He'd be kind of a chicken Alfredo, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 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 But that's the whole thing that like yeah. Tali, what's her name? Tali, Connie. Is Talia that her name? Shire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that's her whole thing. And when she's like pleading with him to speak to Fredo is mm. that she's like, have a fucking heart. This is your family. Yeah. But Fredo, okay, so first of all, I have heard references in pop culture to Fredos. Yeah. And I had never understood them until I watched this movie. <laughs> yeah, so now I heart. finally understand it. Fredo's a bit of a ding dong. He's such a ding dong. So <laughs> it's like, what? Your brother said, I won't hurt you as long as our mother is alive. And then well, at no, her. He didn't say that to. Oh, he didn't say okay. that. He, he said that to Al Neary. He said, right. nothing happens till Fre- to Fredo gotcha. while my mother is alive. I thought Fredo yeah. knew that was the no. rule. And then at her funeral, he's like, can I talk to Michael? No, but that's the thing. And, it's like, Fredo, this is your that, deadline. That, that is the. the my, oh, I think one of the most extraordinary things about this movie is um, with his character of Fredo. He is bawling his eyes out at um, his mother's funeral, but I, I don't think it's because his mother's dead. Yeah, he knows. Mm. Yeah, um, and then he, and then sort of Michael comes out um, to sort of give the almost like the token. Uh, you know, I, I'm showing um, some sort of uh, mm. you know forgiveness. And as he's hugging him and you see those hands, like, you know, Fredo's hands just like holding him so tight and he's giving that classic Michael Deadeye yeah. looking at Al Neary going, yeah, yeah, and mm. job done. Like it's you know it's, it's almost that sequence. He's so, like, yeah, he sealed his but, fate. Yeah. But that's the thing. And he sealed his fate, but you, you just think for a second that maybe he has, you know, yeah. um, yeah. softened and then you just look at those eyes. And, and then they get Aunt, little Anthony off that boat and you know. Yep. Yeah. Can I just say? Great little, boat acting. Little Anthony seems like a dimwit. Yeah, no, he seems well, so a did little he, bit. Hey. So did Vito when Vito was a little kid. I think that's though, one right? of the Coppolas. I think that's a, I that's a young Coppola. Me. It's like Is Roman that? Coppola well, yeah, or something. Yeah, because that's because I only just realized that What's a face? Uh, his sister. No, his sister is Talia Shire. Yeah, Talia Shire. Oh, it's all in the Talia family. Coppola. Yeah. She's, right. um, yeah. she's um, Nicholas Cage's yeah. cousin, Jason Schwartzman's mom. mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to be really obsessed with Sophia Coppola, and I like was really into that family tree of it mm. all. Mm. And I was always like, "Who's this Shire woman in the middle of all these yeah. people?" Yeah. Um, Talia is still around, right? I think yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. She just doesn't act, right? She did a well, I was Googling her this morning and she did like some kind of in conversation thing with because she was in um Rocky, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. she's Adrian. Yeah. yeah. And she All did right, like some kind of QA with Sylvester Stallone recently. Or semi recently. Yeah. yeah As in they both look like they do now. It's funny because she made like two really big marks with those two roles and, and hasn't acted seemingly a lot since then. You but could say she she only did a couple of films. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was just, just that she made like a really huge mark with like two roles and two like very different um, roles. Like they, they have such a different texture to both of them and she occupies them both so well. Yeah. Mm. Did she get nominated for an Oscar for this role because she was I thought she did like best supporting actress and I remember reading that while I was in the first part of the movie being like she must come back and have like a lot more to do and she really only had like two scenes and but she she it's it's an amazing arc for her character in this movie where she's sort of uh, uh, once the the mother has died she takes over that 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 role of the the matriarch mm, of yeah. the family, and it's like Michael, come on, and you know, mm. and she's um, getting him out of the boat, and it's almost like you are conscious of exactly what's going on. You know, um, she, yeah, she told her brother um, Francis Ford to mm. make the uh, miscarriage uh, an abortion. She said, no, 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 make it an abortion, and then he could never forgive it because of that. And he's like. Fuck, that's a great idea. We'll write oh that in. And because and the, of that, he and gave the, that extra and, scene. And, and, the, and that scene, and but also just the fucking look on that was yeah, that was look pretty on his face. I forgot about that. Where his like his chin is shaking, and you're like, oh Jesus, it is terrifying. He doesn't I mean, yeah, he, extremely rude to Anthony. <laughs> he he uh, he acts a lot with his eyes in this film, but he's terrifying because of what he doesn't say mm. more I, than anything. I, yeah, I, he I like, just... He, yeah. like, he deserves everything he got for this film and for the accolades and all the things, but it's amazing how little he actually, well... He doesn't say acts. a lot. He doesn't say a lot. He um, is he, just so subtle in everything, but just the look, and it is, it's just those cameras and they're, they're just looking at him and he's doing all the work through his eyes. It's 
Yeah, it's amazing. Um, speaking of work, I've got, I think we need, what, a couple of ads? Mm, sure. This episode is brought to you by NBA champions and roasted bean vendors, Everyday Coffee. They have locations, you know, scattered all over this grimy backwater of a city fit for no person. Collingwood, Northcote with pastries, Carlton with books, that one in the CBD that leeches money out of the professional managerial class. I love Everyday Coffee because it allows me to optimize my focus when I read Twitter at work. I love it so much I name every bean that pops into my grinder of a morning and comes out crushed like my ambitions and general sense of joie de vivre. Here, let me show you. This one is called Bopus. This one's called Lobster Farmer. Big Steve. Cracker Jack Frankie. Turn Your Head and Coffee. Master of the Realm. Zazzy Chode. Premium Blending Mode. Speed Donkey. Tandem Tango. Sumner Squash. Pope Dong Chaser. Count Draculamp. Non-disclosure agreement. Baron Cranglebaum, 4th Earl of Piffington upon Dumpshire. Swinglow Sally and the Sapient Six. That's six of them. The Bone Sleeper. <clears throat> I could go on. If you break into my apartment while I'm sleeping and hold me at gunpoint, I'll name your coffee beans too. But I will use secret hypnotic names that lull you into a suggestive state upon which time I will pistol whip you and force you to read formulaic spy novels while I dance around you like a happy young child on a spring afternoon while petals from my garland of flowers catch the light as they float to the ground. So get yourself some everyday coffee, you freaking buffoons. You ever, did, you, did you ever wonder whether Robert De Niro's accent was good? Well, are we recording? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because he, De Niro, De Niro, went to Sicily for four months to study Sicilian, to actually learn how to speak Sicilian, mm-hmm. like in particular. And by all accounts, it's pretty bloody good. So he, yeah. I do, mean, you, do you not rate it? Oh, I have no, no fucking idea. No, I mean, you know, De, De Niro is, when you say method, he is like Mr. Method, right? So mm. Is he? He's Method well, he's Man. He's meant to be. He's Method Man <laughs> from um, the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, I'm actually one-eighth Italian. Are you? Um, I don't speak it. I've never been there. have no part of the culture in my life. So, um, But I can say it's pretty good. <laughs> 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 he also, I really like that they established that he has that from like yeah, yeah, yeah. From the early on mm. I wonder if that's something to do with him being quarantined as a kid like the him coming to Ellis Island and yeah. then being like you know you've that, got smallpox you're gonna go you know that, you know that X the X with the circle around yeah. they put on his chest I looked into that that was actually mm. um, anyone uh, that they thought had a few issues mentally yeah. Um, they'd give their little X with a circle on mentally. Them. Yeah, well, mentally yeah it was, because he, he didn't, didn't speak. speak he wasn't speaking and, and, and I'm, I'm wondering like there was no sort of extrapolation about what, like how he got from, you know, basically from, you know, the quiet boy in Ellis Island singing beautifully and, yeah. you know, but um, because when uh, when the mother goes to Don Cheech um, and he's like, he, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a fool. He's a, you know, he doesn't speak, you mm. know, um, like th- uh, there was no sort of real explanation of how he, kind of got from that to mm, yeah. becoming Vito. Mm. Like he's obviously very subtle and doesn't, but he, you know, only speaks when he needs to and well, things his, like I that. But his, his dad was killed and his brother was killed. Was he speaking before all this or was that's this a like ba- a shock? No, Sorry, that's a spoke. bad day. That he is a bad spoke. day. That's a rough. That's it's a, a rough day when you're funerals taking, rough, but that's you're rough taking, mm. taking, you know, the husband at the funeral procession, and you find, oh, and my son has been shot. Man, she shot with that shotgun, and it's amazing. Being, that like, guy, pulling it back. That That's, guy with the shotgun mm. is a very bad bodyguard. Assuming it's the same one as later on when my favorite scene when Bobby D goes back with his olive oil to oh, get his yeah. revenge, and he does hey, that oh, slice. The slice. slice. I rewound yeah. that and watched it again. It's yep. so good. But as they're running out. His guy has like a little pistol and he's like, poo poo. And then the guy comes out with a shotgun and shoots 
Um, that's such a great shot as well. Like, like when um, his legs come out, yeah, like like he basically shoots him in the legs, and he gets sort of kind like of the explodes wind. him. Yeah, um, and and again, but know, the bodyguard has one shot, I guess, in that shotgun, and then they all just come out of the car and pick him up and load him in, yeah. and don't get shot at. I th- no, I thought that was really crazy because um, you'd think, okay, you know why um, Vito's going there. Um, and you've got like three guys in the car. Surely they should be out there covering things. Yeah. Because there's only two guys. Um, one of them runs to the gate. Yeah. One's Vito. Yeah. One's absolutely. got the pistol, and then there's just like um, a driver. I and guess. then and then again that 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 shot of um you know um was it show don't tell of uh, you know when they're leaving on the train and you see the guy in the wheelchair you know and it's just like oh, okay so <laughs> you're in a wheelchair uh, now that your legs have been you know mm, shot oh, off of course right um yeah. but um yeah I mean as far as the timelines go, there was a lot of thought put into uh, that guy did get shot. He crops up. He's an old man. Then they could have just gotten rid of that henchman mm. altogether. But if that was meant to be him, and he's in a wheelchair now, that's pretty yeah. cool. Like thinking about those, the 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 arc of all these other people thirty years later. Yeah, absolutely. The small characters. Mm. That was cool. I think we need. Like, I think we should just discuss the general Fredoness of this film because I feel like the he Fredo is. Of it all. He is. The, the, the key of this movie and the emotional, like, uh, you know, the emotional gut punch of this guy mm-hmm. is, um, and and what a, you know, what a fool he is. Um, a ding dong. He's definitely in, a ding dong. A ding, definitely a ding dong. But that no, he's not. Oh, he's well, smart. Not like everyone says. Yeah. <laughs> but that. If, wait, wait. No, wait let me just put. Let me just put this to you. Is, if you were to have a bunch of dignitaries, famous people, friends, and you were going to show them around, show them a good time, would you take them to uh, a little sexy time club to show absolutely. off someone with a big dick? Is that like that's your? That's like your. But that's, like, that's what you're going to no, do. Like, check out, can, wait till no, you guys see the dick on this no, guy. But it's, no, but it's what you can do in these sort of different countries. I'm sure there's never things to do, to do in Havana than the US. <laughs> Go look at big dicks. How did you take that Havana, scene? Havana, oh, na, na. I'm just glad that that, um, when you see a lady getting brought out in front of a bunch of men in an audience and, like, tied up, I was very concerned. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm quite glad we didn't have to watch any more and that it just Super became, man. like, a bunch of guys being like, <laughs> Look how big his dick is. He's Superman. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's like there's a Faces of Death segment in the middle mm-hmm. of this movie. It was kind of like Suspiria or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the 70 minutes it's cut out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll watch it. But John Cazale is just, I think he's extraordinary. Is in that this the movie. actor? He yeah. plays Fredo. And he, he died very young. The thing that people always bang on about is that he was in like five movies and all of them are yeah. Godfather, one, uh, two, Dog Day Afternoon, The Conversation and The Deer hmm. Hunter. Um, okay. and I've seen two of them. Well, basically. <laughs> I think they've all won Academy Awards and yeah. things right. like that. Um, but he was with um, uh, Meryl Streep um, oh, when, oh. when, uh, when he passed away. He died of, oh. uh, died of cancer at 42. Wow. And so, but he was, yeah, he and Meryl Streep, they met on The Deer Hunter. Hmm. And, um, and so, uh, but yeah, he's just, yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a, you're going to have a career, then uh, yeah. that's, that's the one. And I just, but that, 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 that conversation that they have in the, you know, at that beautiful lake house <laughs> um, and he's just so frustrated. Part and, of that's for sale now as well, just a um, good side note. Really? Yeah, you can actually oh, buy shit. it. What the house? Part of that, but oh it's in California, God. yeah. Um, which but, is, but it that. is. But but that. But then you know he's just so upset. But then he just says, "You're nothing to me now. You know, you're not my brother. You're not my friend." And it's just like, fucking. I think hell. I stole some of uh, my sister's Lego once, and she said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys remind me what Fredo did? Did Fredo have much to do in the first movie? He was like the brother out in um, L.A. doing all the Hollywood schmoozing. Is that right? Uh, no. Well, he was in Vegas. He yeah. was Vegas. Uh, like attached to Mo Green, who gets mm. referenced. They talk about a lot well, of they so, so that's why that's why um, Hyman Roth is like he knows that Michael put the hit on Mo Green. Um, oh. he, he says that he says that thing of like, I know someone put the hit on. I don't know who it was, oh, but it's okay. just business. Yeah. It's just business, and that's why Hyman Roth is um going 
for Michael. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, I did not make that connection. Yeah. Mm. And Mo um, Green is obviously like some sort of Bugsy Siegel kind of. Well, he was the guy who basically set up Vegas, created right? Vegas. Mm. Yeah, um, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where they were um, like. He's a great man. He made a city. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's more or less the story. Yeah. Um, like in real life. I did. I I, I do love in this movie the um the fact that they you basically know that Fredo is the one who has is the is the mole or whatever. Yeah. Very early on, um, and Michael sort of plants that seed when they're in Cuba. Um, but he, he's, he's plants the seed, but he doesn't want it to be true. Mm. You know, he, he sort of puts the, have you ever met, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Al um, uh, well, it's, it's Dominic, um, Johnny Ola, um, Johnny but it's Domi- Dominic Chinese, who's, um, um, Uncle <laughs> yeah. June from yeah. The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but Johnny Ola, like, he's like, I'd never, um, you know, I've never met him before kind mm. of thing. And, and then a minute later, then, it was like, Johnny Ola yeah, brought me like, him. Because he's a fucking ding dong. Yeah. But he's a really um, smart guy. But, <laughs> but you see Michael and he's just got his hand on his face. He's just like, oh. You couldn't like, even probably, lie probably, and cover for yourself. Yeah. Probably suspected it, but that was just like. Well, he suspected it, but he didn't want it to be true. Yeah. And that's, totally. the, that's the brilliance of this movie. Mm. Like, he didn't want it to be true. He knew, like, he pretty much knew in his heart mm. that it was his ding dong brother. But. That's kind he, of the, the big difference between, between him and Vito, right, is he, he finds it very hard to forgive. And family aside, um, Vito was like, he was more forgiving. He was a bit softer. He, he does, did whatever he had to, to do. Well, and that, yeah. Maybe it's the war. Maybe when he came back from the war, he was, or he, he was probably always like that. He was just like a bit of a cold-hearted. Like in the end scene when Sonny. Joe University. Yeah, <laughs> when Sonny um, has a little, tells him off, has a bit of a fight with him for joining up to the, the army. Mm. And then he's like. Fuck Marines. you guys, the marine, yeah, the marines, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, you know, fuck my, fuck my family, then whatever, and he doesn't go down to see his old man, and he doesn't like go down with the family to say mm. surprise. And but all that but, stuff. but the 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 fact that he did join the army is kind of um, is sort of reflects another diff uh, the the significant way in which he's different to um, Don Vito, which is uh, <clears throat> he wants to. Um, abandon the idea of family and um, enter into the world of capital and business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, which is tied to the to the idea of like, like, because it's kind of about two ideas of America, right? Like the the safe haven, but also mm-hmm. like the 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 kind of machine of capitalism. You know what I mean? Like the 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 heartfulness and heartlessness yeah, of like the, the idea early, of America. The early veto stuff was like yeah. generous and like evening the playing field, yeah. kind of creating opportunity yeah. for people who were like disenfranchised. Well, and and wouldn't, you know, he realized and and, and Vito realized like so when um uh, Don Chich brings his cut, you know, his nephew in and so he loses his job yeah. and he's just like, no, 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 I won't take yeah. anything. Like I realize what this game is. Yeah. Um just quickly touching back on um on Don Ciccio, who is an amazing character. Uh, just like he's just he's so good. Wait, he's so Don, comical. Is he's that the white Fanu- suit. Fanucci? Yeah. Don Fanucci, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Old Don Cheech. guy back no, in Don Fanucci. Don Fanucci, yeah. He's the one with the white suit and yeah. the, I have trouble telling these characters apart, I know, yeah, but I was like Cheech's yeah. Don there, Cheech are Cheech, there are two Cheeches. So, there's yeah. the old bad guy in Sicily, and then there's yeah. the one who yeah. was bad at placing a hit on someone. Yeah. Yes. Different yeah. Cheech. Yes. <laughs> yep. Who was Cheech in the. Oh, uh, who did the Senate the hearing? Senate yeah. Hearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Don Fanucci, who uh-huh. the over the yeah. top white suit wearing yeah. 1920s De Niro <laughs> guy. Um, so the Black Hand is. You had no real affiliation to criminalize, uh, like to criminal organizations at all. They were like solo freelancers mm. that went around doing all it's this murderous? stuff. But they had, or as in, like hit guys, or yeah, they were, they were like, well, they they were they just go around and they were basically Italian migrants that were the were heavies that are like just yeah. took, saw an opportunity and went, fuck it, I'm going to fuck over my own. Yeah. own they're people just going to use like and thr- just take threatening, just threatening, and they yeah. they'd allude to a bigger picture mm. um, that there's. You know, other stuff a going behind the scenes. Or but the but fact that he could, they were freelancers, so it's kind right. of like the fact that he could walk yeah. into his house alone and be killed by one guy yeah, showed totally. how little yeah. his operation was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which I found 
really interesting. Like, was there was there a mafia? Was there like a criminal organization before in in uh, New York before, like before Vito came along? There must have been something. I was kind of like a. I don't know. Was there anything like that? Or? We've all seen gangs of New York, right? Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But they're different. I guess you've got the, the Irish gangs. Mm. Yeah. You've got all the other, yeah. It was like the birth of the Italian mafia, I guess. Is that a fact? Yeah. Love. Well, is that a fact? fact? It is a fact. It is a fact. Is that a fact? 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 Yeah, it's a fact. Brody is uh, Europe. <gasps> oh, uh, it's a game. It's a it's, game. It's a game. God, I forget um, every time I come in. Uh, now, Brody, uh-huh. it's been a long time between drinks, long time since you came in. This is a little game where I give you three facts and you have to tell me one, which one is the anti-fact, the wrong fact. Okay. The Remember how good fact. I was at the games last time? Oh, man. Remember when we did that whole show that was just a big game it's show? Really yeah. Long. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay. A few too many segments. Facts. There were four of us, but somehow <laughs> like six rounds. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, okay. Fact number one. A number of the flashback scenes had to be reshot because a number of the characters' pants had zippers on them. Mm. Fact number two. Fact number two. Marlon Brando, Robert Duvall, and James Kahn. Who are eat- they again? Sonny and Tommy. No. Well, this is well, this is yep. well. Technically, this is from this is a fact from the first Godfather, but oh. this kind of, kind of carried over. So, Robert Duvall is um, a the Tom. lawyer. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. James Kahn is Sonny. Yeah. And Marlon Brando. Is Marlon Brando. My boyfriend. Is Vito. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Um, would each take turns mooning each other at the most inappropriate moments to the hilarity of the rest of the crew. Got it. And fact number three, Brando was supposed to feature in the last scene at the dinner table with his family, but he turned up to the set blind drunk and belligerent and was fired on the spot. And Coppola just wrote the script around it. I'm going to say, I know the first one is a fact. I'm going to say the third one is not a fact. God damn it, Brody. Yes. You get it. Is that right? Yeah, you got it. I think everyone's worked out Seb's, uh, well, Seb's plan. No, no, no. Yeah. It was tricky. It was, yeah. you know, tricky. either of those two. Well, I found that really interesting. They go, they went down the rabbit hole, like filming a bunch of that um, De Niro old, old timey 20 stuff. Yeah. And they had to reshoot it all because the pants had zippers on them. Zippers weren't invented till way after that. So they had to I'm looking at the fucking. The pants. I, and the, it wasn't like some random yeah. person told them that. And then yeah, they were like, was, oh, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. hell. According to the Wikipedia entry for zippers, <laughs> in 1851, Elias Howe received a patent for automatic continuous clothing closure. <laughs> I just want to. I just want listeners to he, know that I'm looking at the screen of Porkchop's computer, and there's just a looping GIF of <laughs> a zipper <Yeah. laughs> feed. Very relaxing. Yeah, it's quite nice. Look, um, Wikipedia is 100 percent true. I'm sure. So wait, but what did happen with Brando at the end there? Because I was expecting to see him because I knew yeah. that he had like a cameo, but it was just an off-screen voice he, cameo. He actually just had um, such a shitty time um, from the studio uh, on the first one that uh, he just refused to come back. Oh. It was a breath of fresh air, fresh air seeing Sonny, though, seeing James Caan. I know. You know, you know, he got paid he a was shitload so good of in the money. First film. Well, he got paid exactly the same amount for the for second, for that scene. one scene, as he did in the Shit. first film. Jimmy Caan did. Yeah, Jimmy well, Caan it was a th- but Good. It was a $13 million budget, which is 70, so 74, so $13 million is about, I don't know, $1.4 trillion. Mm. Um, good but it, um No, but it... it Basically quadrupled that budget just in the US, so it definitely made its you know yeah. it's it's washed its face. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but um, Pacino got paid. Uh, I think it was thirty grand for the first yep. film, and he he got six hundred grand for the for the yeah. second film. Wasn't he like a little bitch about he the script? A, he was like and he refused everything? to come. On. He basically didn't come out of his trailer until Pacino. Uh, yeah, Pacino didn't come out of his trailer until uh, script rewrites were done. Like he 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 said, this this can be better. You can do better than this. And tune into Deja Review to podcast kind of, to hear me call Al Pacino a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, but, um, have we got any? Uh, I feel like uh, I mean, there's so much to talk about. In Let this me just movie, see what other yeah, notes I like, took. Um, um, I love that. Pat Geary at the start. Um, Is that the senator? Yeah. He's like, uh, Vito Corleone. I know. And then know. when he sits down in private, he's like, the Corleones. Like he knows. Yeah. He's and then what did show. you think about the uh, how they got him? Uh, yeah. 
just Wait, murdering a prostitute. Um, oh, that was him. Yeah. I was going to ask. I was like, that scene of that it is woman's dead body, brutal. I'm not following what's happening yeah. here. Okay. That's how they get Pat Gary. And then he does his stand-up gotcha. at the Senate hearing and is talking about yeah, how wonderful yeah. the Italian-Americans are yeah. and things like that. I've got to go, but. That Senate hearing um, was a wild scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which um, part of it? Just like the the way it kind of inserted and then became the plot from there on. Mm. I also think it's. I also like. I did like the cutaway of the big map of the family. <laughs> I like paused that to watch it again. Well, did you kind? Of, was your eye drawn to Kay in those scenes? Yes, they were, I was oh, about to say. I mean, they I shot it so say, that her face was always my, over Michael's shoulder. That's my like. So I think Diane Keaton's performance is incredible in the her reaction shots to everything that is said about Michael and she's just like it's this realization and it's just shot off the shoulder you know I mean not to be like that guy on Twitter being like they should teach this in film school (laughs) but she's kind of is his conscience over his shoulder there and he's ignoring her she's so great fuck Diane Keaton's so great um she does a lot with a little right I mean, very little. Very She's got, little. what, like 10 minutes on screen in this movie? Yeah, yeah. it's a real shame. Um, the Michael Corleone says hello as they try to kill um, uh, Pentangeli. Mm. I also made a note, yeah. everyone is getting garroted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, the, I realised, so you know the guys that, that yes. garrots him? He's, he's Danny like, Aiello. Yeah, but yeah. you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Ah! You know, the, the Dumb and Dumber oh. scene where he's, he's like the hitman in Dumb yeah. and Dumber. Standing oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, another another person I didn't realise was in a... Harry you, Dean Stanton. Yeah, Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> I saw that on the IMDb credits, yeah. but I he's didn't track where it was. Mm. Other notes, um, Michael Smooching Fredo, iconic. De Niro is so hot. Um, <laughs> cool abortion stuff was another note I made. <laughs> uh, can you extrapolate? <sighs> I mean... I just, it's just that thing, right? Where in movies it's like a woman either like cheating or doing anything vaguely like sexual or with her body is like the cause for a man to like commit violence. Yeah. yeah. Either against her or against someone else. Um, the idea that she was like, I didn't want to have a son. I killed our son because I didn't want he, you to like have him or be a part of it. It's also like you already have a son and a daughter. Mm. Yeah, it was dark. It was really dark. I think just because she... I haven't fully formed my thoughts on it. I wish I was... For for her to get away from him as well because he'd never let her leave. Yeah. But if she did something as wrong as that, he'd Mm. be like, I'm done with you now. Yeah, yeah. and she knew. Something wrong, huh? Well, (laughs) his words. (laughs) His words. No, but his... (laughs) Pro-life Godfrey over here. Come on, come on, come on. Let's not do this. No, but But it was. It was that. Yeah. and, And... and for and it was the most emotion that you see out of Michael in the entire oh, he's movie. So zipped up, and like but, and, or buttoned he up. is. He's so zipped up. But there are those. But there are those moments, and, and there's a couple of them. Yeah, you know when he just reacts. And it's, it's Fredo all about his and it's her. Yeah. Um. You know, in my home. Oh yeah. You know, and it's just that sort of, and he is so measured during the mm. whole thing and it's just that bubbling of the surface and it's just mm. like it's fucking incredible it is yeah. all about his family yes but he also like there's no there's no nice little fluffy scenes with his kids after after that point or like after the beginning basically the yeah. picture is you know after the that nice little painting gets put on his pillow mm. there's no nice uh. scenes with his kids like when the, the scene at the funeral when she goes out to the boathouse his kids are sort of a few meters away, it's mm. dead silent, and mm. there he's just sitting down staunchly on the. And on the seat. he's not consoling him. his kids. They are he's terrified yeah. of him. Yeah, and yeah, so maybe he's kind of he's that uh, wound up about what Kay has done that he kind of resents his kids because his kids are half her. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like, it also is such a beautiful contrast to, or like a dark contrast to those early veto scenes of like them with nothing, but they like you know he starts his like little stealing business where he like gets a rug so that is it sunny has like something to play on yeah Yeah. remind me of edward scissorhands when he goes into the house and he's trying to he knows what's going on but he's kind of told to yeah yeah, he's trying to and it's and it's beautiful and and, and, and then and then he comes comes back after 
killing Don Fanuch and and he sits down. He's like, Michael, I love you very much. Yeah. You know, he's just like, he's so sweet with the kids. And the and, contrast between that and mm, Michael. And mm. and he was sort of, he was also quite tolerant of Don Fanucci to a point and then Fanucci threatens his family mm. and it's like, you're done. Yeah. You are dead, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, my any lo- other points? My final note was Michael is such a cold, hard bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and uh, I think my, yeah, my last point is that sort of, um, you know, when uh, Fredo's going out on the boat and it's almost like a sort of like a spectral vision of him like in the glass, like looking out mm. as like a ghost. Um, and he's just standing there, but he will stand there and watch. He is like, I've got to watch this happen. Yeah, yeah. And then goes and just, head you down. know, falls yeah. apart and head down. But it's just, it, it that that shot is so beautiful because it's like, it's, it's far away and it's just seeing him, but he's just, he's standing there staunch. Mm. And it looks like, yeah, it looks like a, you know, the, the, like a ghoulie ghost in the window. There's like an argument to be made, I guess, that like, Everything Vito did early on was like for the family, for the love of that little family they had when they had nothing. Yep. And then, but as the organized crime got more organized and bigger mm. and had more stakes, you imagine him becoming a more distant father to Michael. So that then by the time the movie ends and it's that scene where he's Joe University going off to war and he doesn't get up to go and mm. greet his dad because there is already so much distance between them, that then that is how he fathers. Yeah. You know? Um, I guess just a movie of, about parenthood, really. Well, uh, <laughs> I guess to, to round it up, did you enjoy this movie? Did you do you do you understand why it is the like? Do or do you get why it's you know so sort of lauded? Or is it one of those things where it's you need to watch it ten more times to kind of uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, I res I respect the like the writing and the story and the you know as we said the cinematography is really beautiful. I I think the first one was a superior movie um, in, as, in what as like a piece of entertainment, mm, as okay. like what a yeah. movie does. Okay. Um, because it's also that thing where it's like, do you have to study a film to see it a, as something that's valuable or like see the value in it? Um, not that I didn't like this or didn't see the merits of it. I just... Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to invest those three hours again. Yeah. I Meanwhile, mean, yeah. the first time I ever saw Magnolia, I watched that film three times in a week. That's a three-hour movie. Yeah, I think I I think I saw it twice at the movies as well. I don't think I want to see Godfather Part Two again yeah, for I, a long while. I guess the it's funny, right? Because the Godfather One is a genre film done really well and kind of elevated above what mm. a gangster movie ordinarily is. Um. And now that you point that out, it's kind of like Godfather 2 is its own thing. It's it's not mm. really, I mean, I guess maybe you see Coppola's kind of art film intentions sort of come in a bit more. Mm. It's not a gangster film in some ways. Yeah. Um, I think it. Um, it's just, I mean, I don't want to sound like a basic bitch, but I found, I did genuinely find the story difficult to follow in the Michael Stuff. This, is, this is this is kind of this is something that occurred to me uh, uh, watching the plot. I was finding it hard to follow, even having seen it a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking about plots like this, like um, backstabby spy thrillers, like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy or something. Mm-hmm. Is there kind of an Emperor's New Clothes thing that goes on with these plots? That does anybody follow these plots? Mm-hmm. Or is, you know, like, well, are we all no, pretending? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but it's also that thing Tinker where it's Taylor like, is like, well, who's the most famous person in this movie? They're the bad guy. Um, or it's know. almost like that thing where it's like, Thanks, if, it, if a movie yeah. is a long, <laughs> b made in this era, era with established actors now mm. and an established director, and the plot is dense and kind of difficult to follow. Plotty. Plotty. That's how you know it's like a good movie. Yeah. The idea yeah, that absolutely. it's like, I don't understand this, so it must be smarter than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. that's the thing. I think I think I, I, I enjoy this movie so much more because I've seen it ten times. Yeah. You know, like I and uh because and you're then not, I don't have to worry you don't about have the to plot. worry about the yeah. Yeah. Um you and get that's more out the, of it every time you watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean I th- I still think it's just a, you know a like so, I I saw a movie yesterday that you know was a 
a two and a half hour movie that should have been a ninety minute movie. What was it? Uh, Burning. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but uh, two and a half hours, God. Yeah, it and it should have been a ninety minute. It would have been mm. a fantastic ninety minute movie. Mm. And Slow whereas. Down. It was a slow burn. Um, but, yeah, no, but uh, I guess it's that thing of this movie where I um, – were, were, like, I mean, were you bored in any points of this movie? Um, it's tricky. I did wake up at 7 o'clock and start watching it immediately, yeah. which did yeah. affect my viewing experience. It was amazing experience. dedication. Thank yeah. I wasn't bored, but I did. I mean, I got distracted yep. in parts. But yep. every time it went back to Vito, I was like, "What's in. he up to?" I was yeah. rewinding bits to make sure I caught everything. His voice was so great. The you know, and the I feel like too, the, the like the, the sets. The yeah. sets were phenomenal. The sets were great. Like the Hell's Kitchen, New York, nineteen twenty stuff. You was it meant to be Hell's Kitchen? Yeah. Right. And did yeah. you know, sort of the the uh, sort of the the jumps between started contracting towards the end as yeah. well. So you'd have these sort of long sort of, you know, well, you know, you've got you've got this amount of time, like 40 minutes or whatever, and then you would have 40 minutes, uh, you know, back with Vito, and then it would sort of just start contracting to smaller and smaller yeah. points towards yeah. the end. Made me think um, about... Um we need to bring back long cross dissolves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved the I actually yeah. loved the long cross dissolves. You don't see them yeah. very often anymore. I also just really loved um Vito working in the like little elementary kind of place. <laughs> and when he quit, the boss came out with like a box of fresh fruit and yeah. he was like, No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I was like, Vito, take the bread the and pear. butter. The pear. Oh, what the a pear. lovely pear. Yeah. Um, but also, did you notice the orange? I was looking. Was there oranges? So when he's when he's when he's looking at the orange, and it's when and when the first the the seller goes, no, 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 you like she tries to pay for it, and it's like no, 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 no. There's a lot of orange stuff, and I I couldn't be. Michael was eating like a peach or a pear or something. He was he was eating an orange like sucking the guts out of it. Yeah, towards the end when he's talking about doing the hit on Hyman Roth. Yes, just to just for those. Uh, listeners that haven't listened to the first episode, there were a heck Monsters. of a lot of oranges in the the original Godfather that basically but they all uh, foreshadowed death. all the yeah. all the the killings. Yeah. yeah, or or just like I mean, it's it's a thing that like you know uh, first year film school du- dudes like to point out, but there's uh, oranges are just ambiently around these movies as yeah. some sort of portent or something. Gordon Willis apparently has always said that he's a just, citrusy boy. <laughs> that that they just fit the uh, the the look of it. They they popped yeah. nice yeah. on screen or whatever. Keep but, everyone from getting scurvy too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I um I, I I was just wondering with the symbology of it. I was wondering whether you ever see anybody eat an orange apart from um uh apart from Al right at the end of this one. So it's kind of uh, like does he eat an orange at the end? I yeah, don't think he was eating an orange. No, it was something oh, real messy. No, you do because um in uh, the first one when um Vito has his heart attack, he's doing the you oh, know, that's the, right. Oh, like, yeah. and scary, oh, scary death. Yeah. He's eating death. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. I mean, Whoa. that's out the window. I the just orange is a poison. We solved the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of wondered. Um, well, I reckon that's probably. Oh, no, the it. only I had final thoughts. The only thing I had written down in final thoughts was kind of a small bed for a godfather in his bedroom. It's a double <laughs> bed. Mm. I reckon he could have a big one, a king for a king. He's like a really small bed. He's got monogram sheets though. They're fucking awesome. At oh, the top of a compound. Yeah. yeah. He's oh. got a teeny tiny little bed. The room's bedroom that gets shot up. He's got I little, didn't notice that. Yeah, it could be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> California <laughs> King or something. It wasn't yeah, tiny, totally. it just could totally. be bigger. <laughs> yeah, totally. Those sheets though were yeah. If anyone <laughs> birthday's going up. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where you have your ad for parachute sheets? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I think that's a wrap on uh, The Godfather Part 2. Um, Are you going to have me back for Part 3? Can we just um, think, say that on the what? record? I think we probably will just have to do I it. I think we have to do it. I've never we seen it. To do it. I've never seen you it. You have oh, Really? Yeah. Uh, well, Let's I'm watch it together. Yeah. yeah. Let's. Let's do it. Andy um, Garcia.
Spoiler alert. And Sophia Coppola um, in her first acting role. As the Gilmore girls like to say before Rory went to college, they were like, we can watch all three Godfathers and the Sophia death scene three or four times. What? (laughs) Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry, Seb. Spoiler for both Um, of us. (laughs) So uh, thank you, as always, to uh, Jeremy Watsman for uh, giving us this wonderful recording space. Um, Listen to their podcast. It's called Jackie Winter Gives You the Business. Um, You can follow us on Instagram and all of the things. Uh, I've been Mike Cairns. Over there is Keen Porkchop Daniel. See ya. Seb Seabus Godfrey. Ciao, ciao, ciao. And thank you very much, Brody Lancaster, for joining us. And um, you have, uh, I mean, you, you, you record podcasts, what, every other hour. You said you did um, six this week. Yeah. Look, I've done, the inc- so, this is my six in the last fortnight. Um, which, uh, which, and, and please tell us what, what this podcast is. Um, well, I have a podcast called Fan Girls, G-triple-R-L-S, like Riot Girls, and it's all about AFL fandom. Um, and, yeah, recorded four episodes of that in the past fortnight. And I also was a guest on the new podcast about money called Frugal Forever, where I talk about being a freelancer. Fabulous. And you have um, you have some pretty great guests on your uh, Fangirls podcast. Well, this even. week we're recording that this will be a little dated by the time this episode goes yep. out, but this week the reason why we have recorded so many in the past week is because um, ahead of the Dreamtime round of AFL, we interviewed Baker Boy, my favourite rapper, oh, who is performing Dreamtime at the G tonight when we're recording this and Layla Gurawiwi who is a panellist on the Mangrok footy show and also Baker Boy's auntie. So we had a big bumper episode with those two guests which is real good. Have you had a player on? Pardon? Have you had a player on? We've had a um, AFLW player Mel Hickey and Mm -hmm. we've also had Darcy Vessio who's like the big star Mm. of the AFLW. You also had one of our previous guests on uh, Mikey Boy. Uh, oh, Mark Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Had Mark Wilson. Wilson. Was, was, was she uh, the one in that amazing photo that everybody was kicking up a stink about? No, that's Taylor Harris, but right. we did have Michael Wilson, who's the photographer who took that photo. He's the AFL's amazing chief fucking photographer. Photo. Amazing. So yeah. he came on and yeah. talked about that with us. And my favorite episode and the most listened to one is an interview with um, Richmond Football Club, aka my team's. Uh, mindfulness coach, who is the reason why we won the premiership in 2017. He loves talking about feelings. (laughs) Unbelievable. That's awesome. Um, Thank you so much, Brody, as always, for uh, for joining us. And um, I believe uh, that's a wrap. Uh, Ciao, Bella. Gabagoo. (laughs) Hey.